0: Pop music has always been associated with teenagers, but in the late 90s, the music industry found an even younger audience when tweens started buying up acts like NSYNC and Britney Spears. I'm not that but the real maturing, let's say, of the tween market didn't happen until another big name entered the fray. I think when Disney finally got into the act and said, "Okay, we're going to figure out about making Pop music for kids, that seemed to really shift something in the culture. That's Tyler Bickford from the University of Pittsburgh, author of several studies on tween culture and the media. Disney was already a brand that parents trusted. Now they became a brand that kids went to for music themed TV shows like Hannah Montana. The best in the world. That shift in the culture was seismic. American tweens now account for $200 billion. Yes, I said billion, with a B, of spending each year. Now, a lot of that is for video games and fashion, but about 10% is music-related, and the genius of Disney was that, while they were building shows around singers like Miley Cyrus, their cross-marketing experience meant that they could use pop music as a way of selling merchandise, DVDs, and concert tickets. Outside New York's Beacon Theater, a crowd has gathered for a big multi-artist event. It's a mixed group, 20-somethings, teenagers, and a healthy representation of tweens, most with a parent in tow. 12-year-old Kayla is looking forward to the band called Echo Smith, a group of teenage siblings whose million-selling hit single is called Cool Kids. I just I think it's catchy. <laughs> And many of her fellow tweens agree. It's something the band itself acknowledges carefully. Here's Echo Smith lead singer, 17-year-old Sydney Sirota. This song has reached so many different kinds of people. And, you know, there is a certain demographic that tends to like us number-wise more. But there are, you know, so many different types of people that come to our shows and tell us their stories. What she means is, bands don't want to just be tied to tweens. Because if you want long-term success, you need broader appeal. So when Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato began crossing over from Disney into the wider world of mainstream pop, they brought their original audience, now in their teens and 20s, with them. But they still knew how to reach the current 12-year-olds. Now, here's one of the interesting things about tweens. They may have some money from gifts or babysitting, but a huge amount of the $200 billion they account for each year comes from their parents. Retailers call it the pestering effect. And it's why marketing to tweens has itself become a $17 billion a year industry. A lot of that marketing happens online because, as a quick survey of kids outside the Beacon Theater suggests... That's where they buy their music. Download. Just download. Just download. I just download my music. You may have noticed that most of those voices were girls. Here's the other big thing about the tween music juggernaut. It's driven largely by girls. Who won the world? Marketing experts know that girls tend to mature more quickly, engaging with the world and becoming bigger users of social media. That's how so many tween girls first met a young YouTube musician named Justin Bieber. Author Tyler Bickford says this kind of direct contact with the tween audience helps drive the continued success of some artists. Any 12-year-old can set up a Twitter account and tag Taylor Swift and might very well get a retweet or a reply. That's even more intimate than having her show up on Radio Disney or, or seeing her live. So the thinking seems to be this. Get the kids at 12... Keep them when they're 15, and they'll still be with you at 20 and beyond. For WNYC, I'm John Schaefer. But got a blank space, baby And I'll write your name.